Hey guys, it's Angie Atkinson and today at QueenBeing.com I'm going to answer a question from one of my YouTube viewers that I think you'll find very interesting. Let's get started. Alright, so like I said, I'm Angie Atkinson. I'm a certified life coach and author and a survivor. Visit QueenBeing.com if you're interested in learning more about me or about my work or NarcissismSupportCoach.com if you're looking for personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching. Also visit BooksAngieWrote.com if you want a quick read that will help you out. Okay, so let's go ahead and dig in here. So today I'm answering a question from this person, Faith Roofer. Uh, she is a YouTuber and um, let me see if I can just look at her profile for you here really quick. Maybe not. Oh, there it goes. Just a just a blank profile. So Faith um, says, what about you take all their emotional abuse, you take it and you take it, and then you finally explode verbally. Call him a piece of shit, lowlife, asshole, etc. He just ignores it, smirking the whole time because he got me upset. Now he uses this against me. Now I'm verbally abusive. I was just fighting back for my sanity. Could you address this in a video? Yes, ma'am, I can. So before I dig into that, let's just remember Faith was talking about this video, uh, Toxic Relationships, the real reason you haven't left your narcissist already. Okay, and in this video, I kind of give you like a really quick overview of uh, exactly what you can expect when it comes to dealing with a narcissist on a regular basis. Okay, so I've got kind of a little list of things I want to discuss with you today. So let me just get it pulled up here. So let's talk about narcissistic deflection. It's really another type of hidden abuse, okay? Let's get it. So, like I said, one of my YouTube viewers left the comment, it moved me. Um, and it was in response to the video called, this is the real reason you haven't left your narcissist, like I said. So we already went through her comment. So. Here I am with her answer, okay? So unfortunately, this very common, this, this manipulation tactic that you're experiencing is very common. Gaslighters, narcissists, they use them all the time. Um, it's actually when you're being abused, but your abuser tries to convince you that you are the crazy one, you are the abusive one. Or maybe if you're female, they say it's that time of the month, they say, oh God, PMS, la la la. You know, it's always something, it can't be them. So they might label you crazy, unreasonable, an overreactor. They might even say you're making it all up. They assign all blame literally for every issue or concern in the relationship to you. And they become offended and angry if they don't seem to think you want to accept it. It's, it's difficult. So, But of course, if you dare to question them or, God forbid, get upset and yell back at them, a narcissist will quickly turn the tables on you and accuse you of being the abuser yourself. So he'll do everything or she'll do everything possible to ruin, you know, to ruin you. They'll run a good smear campaign, you know, tell everybody around you how crazy you are, or how difficult you are, making you look and feel like someone you're just not. And I think that part of that is in order to prepare for the inevitable is when you might speak out about them or you might leave them, they need to have some big sob story already in place. It's kind of thinking ahead. <laughs> good job, narcissist. That's, that was sarcastic, by the way. Uh, let's talk about the narcissistic flip really quick. Um, it's one of the most effective kinds of gaslighting, and it's when a narcissist sort of flips the script um, during an argument, right? So, you know, it's a regularly employed tactic among, you know, narcissists in abusive relationships. So that's about the time everything turns around and suddenly you're the one who's sorry, mostly that you engaged in yet another pointless argument where you can't win. Uh, yeah, so denial, honey, it ain't just a river in Egypt, right? 
uh, it's actually a you know psychological thing and, and it literally means that someone claims that something that did happen did not happen or vice versa okay they deny reality so in the case of narcissists they use this type of denial of their own behavior uh, when it's convenient for them you know like anytime they could be considered at fault for any negative thing ever right so it can be used as part of the whole brainwashing process that a lot of narcissists um, tend to use to control their victims and if you think about it while they might have originally used denial earlier in their life in order to just avoid taking responsibility for stuff because you know narcissists can't do that very well uh, a lot of them have discovered that denial can be a very effective part of gaslighting right so they'll intentionally say things they know will provoke you um, they want you to react you know and they'll bait you and they wait for a response and if you don't act quickly or dramatically enough they may prov you know provoke you more they may poke 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 until you aggressively you know till they are aggressively antagonizing you and you have no choice but to either implode or explode either way it's not going to be pretty right so then they tell you well gosh you're just crazy you need help you know <laughs> something is just plain wrong with you right and obviously that's it's not you it's them kind of deal so how do you deal with this type of manipulation what do you do well there's a there's a couple things but obviously and almost always going no contact is the ideal solution to dealing with a toxic narcissist period of course in the real world we all can't walk away so quickly we sometimes are stuck for various reasons other circumstances things to consider so when that happens you know you're stuck with them for whatever reason at least for a period of time whether you're co-parenting or you're just planning your escape now or maybe it's a relative or an in-law that you can't just practically you know disconnect from it's not so easy you're, you're running into them at family events you're forced to deal from one way or another right so the way to first deal is to recognize that the narcissist is trying to get you to react in an explosive or upsetting way and if you do it will be used against you and he'll like it or she'll like it okay let's talk about the blame game like we just kind of did a little bit so you've heard of it right right it's the so-called blame game and it's just what I've described before when a narcissist constantly deflects responsibility for his bad behavior and projects it right on to the nearest unwitting victim very often his primary source or her primary source of narcissistic supply right then it puts you as the primary supply on constant alert oh you know that feeling of being constantly like on on edge on pins and needles stressed out just waiting for the other shoe to drop that's the constant state of mind of someone in a, in a current narcissistic relationship and if you feel you know if you feel like that would be stressful imagine the mental and physical effects of always being in that state of stress constant high stress not only does it affect your blood pressure your neurological function you know your ability to think straight uh, your ability to eat your ability to sleep other physical oh, effects such as excuse the typo <laughs> other physical effects uh, you know such as changes in your weight whether it's up or down depending on you personally and your own physiology um, getting sick more often um, lots of victims have reported these types of things and there are scientific there's a scientific basis to that uh, which is, is unfortunate you know your emotions are directly connected to your physical health unfortunately or fortunately however you choose to look at it so um, just to make it clear I thought I'd include a few quick examples of the blame game in action alright so let's start with this one a narcissistic wife is caught lying to her husband about spending an evening alone with a male colleague let's say who she finds attractive she claims when found out that she only lied because he always overreacts to everything in reality the poor guy lives in fear of her erratic and seemingly unprovoked emotional outbursts so 
not to mention, of course, the general invalidation of his character. So you see how she blames her lie on him, when in reality, you know, she didn't need to lie, or she shouldn't have lied, but she chose to lie and chose to make it his fault, okay? Here's another one. A narcissistic husband is found to be cheating on his wife and her with her best friend, what a jerk. When confronted, he claims that he was treated poorly by his wife, neglected, and overly criticized by her. Uh, he claims that he tried to fix the relationship, and in reality, he is the one who is mentally abusing her and has now engaged her friend as a very toxic flying monkey, not to mention a member of his harem, uh, his narcissistic harem. So, again, same deal. Wife cheats, blames husband's bad behavior. Um, you know, or husband cheats, blames wife's bad behavior. Either way, uh, the, the narcissist here does not take responsibility for his behavior. Okay? One more example. Um, so a narcissistic woman has a lunch meeting with a new colleague that she, she feels a little threatened by. Okay? And as she shows up an hour late, because it's a little bit of a power play, you know, uh, when the colleague tries to get back up and go to the office back on time, the narcissist cuts her down um, to her face and later behind her back for being so uptight and neglecting the ability to get or the opportunity to get to know her. You know, of course, the, the, the colleague would be more concerned about getting back to work on time or whatever she was trying, you know, meeting she had to go to or whatever, um, but the narcissist is not concerned about the colleague's employment, only about the colleague's attention to the narcissist, see? And so rather than, you know, apologizing for showing up an hour late, she chooses to uh, tear apart the victim in this case, who is the colleague, unwittingly. Now, the colleague, depending on her, uh, you know, her personal makeup, she may choose to tell that woman to get bent, or she may just be at the very beginning of a painful narcissistic working relationship. That's another video for another day. All right. So let's move on here, and then. Um, Let's talk about a few things that you should know if you're stuck in this kind of a toxic relationship, okay? So if you're dealing with a narcissist or otherwise toxic family member or friend, you and I both know there are probably a lot of somebody else's thoughts kind of floating around in your head, right? So how do you deal with that? I mean, you probably think you're not good enough. You probably think that, or you might think, that your feelings and your thoughts aren't genuine or relevant to the world. And, and you might even feel like you're a big fake because when you do try to follow your dreams, um, it feels unreal to you because you've been told for your whole life that you're not real. Uh, you know, and and the truth is that simply because you've heard for so long that you're not worthy, whether directly or indirectly, it might be really hard for you to ever get past the dreaming state, you know, because even when you think, oh, I can do that, I can do that, and, and people tell you, <laughs> narcissists and other toxic people will do anything they can to hold you back. I'm here to tell you, you can do anything you want to do. I promise you that. I'm living proof of it, okay? Um, I believe that you can do it too. All you have to do is just stand up and make a choice to do that, all right? But let's get to it. We're going to get to it, okay? So if you're struggling with a toxic family, you know, a toxic relationship, especially one within your family, um, you know, you may have had so much conditioning that you're just not even sure which way is up anymore, right? And so this is why I'm going to share this next little bit of information with you before I close out today, okay? The first thing you need to do is you need to start focusing on healing within your own head, right? You have to do the inside-out kind of healing thing when it comes to narcissistic abuse. Um, you've got to start by changing your thoughts and, 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 and re-examining those limiting beliefs that are holding you back now, okay? 
So I want to help you get started with that. So I'm going to just go through these few points with you that I think are really important. And, um, you know, the thing is that I started putting together this stuff um, when this particular list I'm about to share with you, I actually, this started out as kind of an exercise that I did for myself. And I was I was kind of dealing with some leftover feelings a couple of years ago about my own toxic family relationship. And and I came across something and it said, you know, what would you say to your, you know, yourself if you could go back and talk to your child self? What would you say to your child self if you were trying to uh, change, you know, your future? If you knew what, if you could tell your child self some things that your child self needs to know about today and how to, you know, what would you say to, to be different? So, you know, Obviously, when I was in my own family situation with, with a toxic narcissist, I had a lot of feelings of hopelessness, worthlessness, and even more. You know, I even got suicidal at times. Um, I went through a period of, uh, of cutting. It was really bad. You know, late teens, what are you going to do? Uh, I'm all better now, and I would never do that, so don't be calling the, 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 the people on me. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I struggled, you know, a lot, and I felt like nothing I did or said was genuine, because that's what I had been told my whole life. Um, I felt like nothing was worth knowing about, and I had to hide who I was in order to conform to the expectations, the very high and very not like, the very high, very not Angie type expectations, things that were not me that she wanted me to be, okay? So as I did that, I learned a lot of important lessons, you know, going through that healing process. And I'm going to share them with you today. And these are kind of the ones that, that I put together that time when I was, what would I have said to my, my child self in order to make my today better, right? So if you're currently in this situation, maybe nobody's ever said these things to you. Um, and when you first read them or hear them, you may not even believe them, but these are truths. And I promise you, if you, if you just keep hearing them and keep feeling them, you'll get it. Okay? So changing your mind is going to help you change your life. And I'm living proof that it works. That's what we're going to do today. So let's talk about the top 10 things you need to know if you're in a toxic relationship with a narcissist or sociopath. And again, these are, these are, um, this is the list that I came up with when I asked myself, what would my child self need to know? Okay? So the first thing that I would have told my child self and that you should tell yourself is that, you know what, you are a real person and you do have real feelings, thoughts, and aspirations, and they are worthy, okay? I spent so much time being told otherwise that uh, it took me a long time to learn that, but thankfully I did, and I hope you do too. Next up, you are good enough because quite honestly, we all, everybody, every probably every human on the planet has had a moment of feeling not good enough but when you live in a relationship with a narcissist whether it's a parental relationship or you know a, a, a spousal relationship or whatever you will indeed feel not good enough most of the time the only time you will feel good enough is during the love bombing and hoovering phases in which which are also very toxic in their own ways because they're false they're not real okay but you can watch other videos in my channel or check out other articles at Queen Being to learn more about those things. All right. Next up, you don't need anyone's approval or endorsement to help you succeed. You can get validation and success through your own self-dictated endeavors. Okay. So whatever you choose to do with yourself, with your life, don't allow a narcissist to tell you you can't and don't allow a narcissist to 
prohibit you from succeeding by putting the negative, you know, juju on you, okay? Your energy is your own and you get to choose how it how it is. If you choose to be a successful, happy person, you can do that despite any narcissist. You feel me? All right. So next up, it isn't about you and it isn't your fault that you're dealing with this. You are not the problem. You are not bad and you are not broken. It's important that you know that. Next, you can literally do almost anything you want to do if you simply decide to do so. If you choose to do it, you'll be compelled to take inspired action and you will make it happen. I promise it's true. Try it. All right, next up, you have something real to offer the world. You matter. You have value. Feel me? Next, you can be exactly what you choose to be and choosing your own identity does not make you selfish, lazy, entitled, or otherwise unsavory. It does not. It makes you kind of awesome, okay? Choose your own identity. Next, speaking of identity, you get to decide every day who you are. So if you don't like who you are today, that's okay. Change it. Be who you want to be today or tomorrow. You decide every day. And every day you decide how far you go and how good life gets. You decide. I promise. Try it. Just try it, okay? Next, you can compromise for someone you love to a certain point when it's time to choose your priorities and choose a path, okay? But compromise means that both parties bend and both parties are satisfied with the outcome. It's not compromising to give up what you truly want in order to make someone else happy or to keep them from getting angry at you. Compromise means that both parties bend and both parties are satisfied at the end, okay? If you were to walk away from the toxic relationship that you are in, the world will not end. I know because I did it. Yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, you're going to have a lot of soul searching to do. I personally literally had to re-examine everything I understood to be true and oh my goodness, I was shocked many, many times. <laughs> I continue to be surprised. It's only been about five years since I've been completely no contact. So yeah, that's where I'm at. So how about you? Have you ever experienced a good round or two of the blame game or of narcissistic deflection? And if you have, would you share your thoughts and comments, you know, in the comments section below and let's talk about it. Um, you know, the thing is when you leave your, when you leave comments and you share your experiences, so many people benefit from it because, you know, just because my particular experience may be different than yours or different than someone else's, you know, if you share your experiences, your little comment on YouTube or queenbeing.com or Facebook can literally change someone else's life just by giving them an understanding that they're not alone in the world. That is why I do what I do, my friends, and I hope that you will join me in helping to raise awareness and bring healing to people who are in narcissistic relationships, okay? So before I sign off today, my name is Angie Atkinson. I'm a certified life coach and author and a survivor. You can learn more about narcissistic abuse at queenbeing.com and narcissistic abuse recovery, of course. Um, almost everything at Queen Being is free. You can visit NarcissismSupportCoach.com if you're looking for personalized coaching with me or if you'd like to pick up my free five-day email course, which is currently on the front page at NarcissismSupportCoach.com. And it just kind of gives you, um, you know, five days of emails, which allows you to uh, kind of, re you know, do a little soul searching and kind of release some fear that you have about moving forward in your life. And I did design that specifically for narcissistic abuse survivors. 
and booksangiewrote.com for books. Have a great day. Thanks.